1: The Bengals are going to New York to take on the New York Jets, 1-1, 0-2. Not necessarily the records we might have predicted for these teams. Let's cross over and talk biggest stories, biggest matchups, and predictions.
2: You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: It's crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network, and that means Locked On Bengals and Locked On Jets is coming together to preview this weekend's football game in New York. It's John Butchko from Locked On Jets with myself, Jake Lisko from Locked On Bengals, and James Rapine from Locked On Bengals. We're going to get into the biggest stories, the biggest matchups, and predictions in this crossover Thursday as we do here. On the Locked On Podcast Network. Crossover Thursday is brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. It's so much fun and so easy to use. No competing against other players, just you, the projections, and a chance to win. You pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. We love prize picks and we know you will too. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match. Up to one hundred dollars with promo code Locked On. That's PrizePix.com. Promo code Locked On. Let's get into the biggest stories, guys. And I think this time it's on the Bengal side of the ball, James. Wouldn't you say?
3: I'm one hundred percent right. As as fun as it was last week to watch the Jets come back against the Browns, are the defending AFC champions going to fall to zero three? Zero and three in what was considered to be the the weak part of their schedule they have to go on the road and here's the thing the Jets beat the Bengals last year at MetLife so it's that part of it is it's like man this is as must win as you can get in week three and John your Jets stand in the way and I uh I, something tells me that Robert Sala, uh, Sala and, and that team—they're going to be confident. Why wouldn't they be confident after that comeback against the Browns and the fact that they beat the Bengals last year?
0: Yeah, guys, I remember we did the crossover Thursday show before that game, and I mean, I, I, I was so down on the Jets. I thought there was no way the Jets <laughs> were going to win that game. And I have to tell you, we almost had another storyline because you know Joe Flacco was really struggling. If he, he had a bad first game against Baltimore last week. You know he's playing okay, but the Jets were on the verge of losing the game. We could have had a Mike White Bengals rematch this weekend if Flacco did not uh, play well down the stretch. But you know, as you guys said, I, I think the big story of this game is the Bengals. Uh, you know, will they start zero three? I tell you, I was when, before the start of the season. I looked at the schedule and I said the game that I feel like the Jets have the least likely chance of winning was that week three game against the Bengals. Because I think if you look objectively, Bengals are the more talented team. So you needed to be a trap game, but there was no way the Bengals were going to look past the jets after what happened last year on, I think it was on Halloween. So it's an interesting dynamic. I think from the Jets side, the big story is just, you know, can they keep it going? It was an amazing victory for the team last week. They were down 13 in the final 80 seconds they score a touchdown. And I think every every Jets fan who was watching that game said, Oh, well, you know, after they I'll tell you, I was watching it, and I said, I said, Well, who cares? That just pad that just uh is cosmetic. It'll you know, make the final score look more respectable. Then they recover the fump, they recover the onside kick, and Joe Flacco, who frankly to that point had been kind of shaky in the game. He'd been okay, he wasn't terrible. Uh, he led that team on that on that last drive. The question is, can he keep that going? So I think you know, two teams Right now, as you guys said, I don't think we would have predicted that the Jets would enter this game with a better record than the Bengals on the Bengals side. You've got a question, are you going to, you know, can they get their first win of the year? And the Jets, you know, can they keep this going? Can they keep the momentum going?
1: It's the second week in a row, James, where we've had the, the co host, the, the host of the opposing team in our Bengals X team crossover feel like their team had a long shot to win. And, and here we are again. And and this time the Bengals at least aren't touchdown favorites. The the odds makers finally backing off of their preseason uh, preseason odds making for the Bengals two touchdown favorite games that the Bengals end up losing. And and I'm surprised, John, not that the that the question isn't is Joe Flacco elite? Is he ready to get on that heater again and be an elite quarterback for the Jets for this whole season?
0: You know, you look at the numbers, they look spectacular. He hasn't played as well as, as those numbers look. Game one, there was a lot of garbage time production. Uh, before the score got to 24-3 Baltimore, Flacco was averaging under six yards per attempt. He had about 121 yards passing. Baltimore went up three scores in the second half. He ended up with over 300 yards. Prior to the comeback last week, so 50 minute, 58 minutes into the game, Flacco again was averaging about five and a half yards per attempt. Now that doesn't take away from what he did in the last two minutes of those of that game because that was spectacular. That brought back memories of the, is he elite Joe Flacco, the borderline elite Joe Flacco of a decade ago. But you know if you're looking at the numbers, you're thinking Joe Flacco looks he looks like he he's back in his Baltimore prime. I think if you're looking at the actual caliber of his play, it wasn't terrible last week. There have been a few good moments, and the one big thing I'll say about Joe Flacco is he has protected the football well. He threw one interception against Baltimore; it was one where his receiver fell down on a route. It was a rainy day at MetLife Stadium. Flacco, though, he's not a big-time playmaker. Now, the throw, to the touchdown pass to Garrett Wilson—that was a great throw. It was a throw with great anticipation. But generally speaking, Flacco is not a guy who's really challenging the defense. He's taking what's there. If there's a big window, he'll he'll check it down but he's not a guy who's really going to make a ton of plays for you.
3: Is there a, con- a quarterback controversy if Flacco beats the, the reigning AFC champs? Are we talking Flacco starting even though Zach Wilson's healthy? Is that is that going to be a thing?
0: Robert Sala, the head coach, has said Zach Wilson's going back in the lineup when he's healthy. I think long-term Zach Wilson's going to be the starting quarterback for the Jets. Now, is there a scenario where Flacco plays well? And maybe the Jets tell us, oh, next week, oh, Zach Wilson suffered a setback. We just want to be super careful. And they're really, really conservative until Flacco loses a game. I think that's possible, but I don't think Flacco is going to take over as the starting quarterback for the bulk of the season. I think hes it's possible he's in there until he loses a game, but at some point we're going to see Zach Wilson this year.
1: You, You do have an opportunity to let Joe Flacco play against every AFC North team. His his former division rivals to start the season, of course, playing the Steelers in week four. And uh, a bit of an odd coincidence on the schedule there with the all four AFC North teams for the Jets to start the year. James, the Bengals, meanwhile, hoping to avoid 0-3. You called it a, a must-win game, and or as close to a must-win game, I guess, as it could be. I think that there's something to that. The Bengals talking to the media, their quarterback, their coaches in the open locker room on Wednesday. Urgency, no panic. A lot of confidence, but that of their fans certainly shaken at this point in the season.
3: Yeah, and the the thing, Joe Burrow is getting all the headlines. And, and so by now, a lot of our listeners and Jets listeners and fans have probably seen it in, in some platform of Burrow saying the relax and all of those things. Take a deep breath. Uh, maybe the social media stuff. But the thing that I think is going to go under the radar, T. Higgins was asked, and he's like, we just got to go out and do it. He was like, I don't want to talk about last year uh, you, you know. as far as starting fast, which we'll get to, all of those. We just got to go out and do it. And I, I think that that's where the confidence comes from to a degree because they think that they are capable of, of putting everything uh, from the past two weeks behind them and, and playing well. But until they do it, I'm going to kind of question things a bit. Like, you know, we, we have to give our prediction coming up in a bit. I'm not going to be as confident as I was last week or as confident as I was in week one. And the Bengals have been favored in all three games, and yet I think this one is – I don't feel great about it. So we'll see. Maybe I just don't have a read on this team, and they're going to keep me guessing like they did last season.
1: Well, they certainly have to prove it if they want to get things going the way their expectations are. We're going to get into some of the biggest matchups in this game. Garrett Wilson showing that he's ready to play in the NFL, showing that he's ready to be a problem. In his rookie year. And what about Quentin Williams on the Jets side? How about Jamar Chase? What are the Jets going to do to take him away? We'll get into some of the matchups of this game coming up next.
2: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
3: If you look at Jake Lisco and you see how jacked he is, maybe it makes you like, man, I gotta get, I gotta get back in shape. And look, maybe you've been in the gym for a while and you're feeling like, ah, eh, you can't get in shape like you used to. Well. It's not your fault. As men age, our body naturally loses free testosterone, the man hormone. It happens to be every man, and it happens to every man. Maybe Tom Brady's going through this right now, and it can make it more difficult to stay in shape, be energetic, and active. It was a Tom Brady age joke for those wondering. I know he's still playing at a very high level. Uh, if you want more energy to counter the negative physical effects of aging, Nugenix Total T Testosterone Booster with Testophan, will help you turn back the clock, re-energize your workouts, and get better results at the gym so you, too, can look like Jake Lisko. Nugenics Total Tea contains man-boosting key ingredients like testophen. It has been validated in five clinical studies shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. Now you can get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text NFL to 231231. Text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text NFL to two three one two three one. Again, text NFL to two three one two three one. Message and data rates do apply. Terms apply. Available at Nugenics.com slash terms.
1: Got to get your, your self-promotion on with the, with the workout stuff like you do with the build bars, James. Well, you're the one who's jacked. I'm just saying you can, you can promote fans are going to think that Jake Lisko has got an eight pack. That's my goal right now. No idea. Let's get into some of the biggest matchups of this game. When I look at it, I see, I talked about it before we, before we took a little break there, Garrett Wilson, I see Quinn and Williams and those are the names that jump out at me for the Jets. There's also revenge game storylines that we could talk about. If you think CJ is, going to come back and go off Carl Lawson getting his first shot at his former team, the team that drafted him, and ended up not retaining him. John, from your perspective, what are are the biggest matchups in this game for the Jets?
0: You know, I I see one on the offense for the Jets and one on the defense. Uh, I think on offense, they have to figure out a way to slow down Cincinnati's pass rushers. It's been shaky at the tackle position so far this year for the Jets. Uh, George Fant had an excellent season last year at left tackle now he's kind of been moved around this year so far for the Jets he originally was supposed to be the left tackle Mackay Beckton gets injured who's the right tackle so the jets go out and sign dwayne brown dwayne Brown's an experienced left tackle so this decide to shift fan to the right side then somehow despite the fact he barely practiced in training camp despite the fact he practiced he played 21 preseason snaps dwayne brown somehow gets hurt and gets up on IR I still trying to sort through how when he had time to get injured. So Fant goes from the right side back to the left side. Max Mitchell, a fourth-round rookie steps into the starting lineup at right tackle. And what I can tell you is that Max Mitchell's trying hard. He's not a total catastrophe, but he's not ready to play. He's just this was supposed to be a developmental year for him. He was supposed, you know, this is a year he's not physically there yet. He's not strong enough. This was supposed to be a year where he hits the weight room where he puts on some bulk, and maybe next year, maybe two years from now, the Jets look at him and maybe they have a tackle. But it's been a struggle for Max Mitchell. So, you know, you look at the Bengals pass rushers, whether it's Trey Hendrickson, whether it's, you know, s- somebody else. I think no matter who the Jets are facing right now, you got to have concerns off the edge. And then on the other side of the ball, I think, you know, guy Cincinnati fans will be familiar with. Sauce Gardner, Jets drafted him fourth overall, but across from him, DJ Reed is free agent signing from Seattle. Who's been great so far against these, these Bengals receivers, you know, Jamar Chase, T Higgins, this is gonna be a great matchup. Um, both the Jets corners have looked good so far this year. They've looked really good, but they haven't had a test like this. Now, Amari Cooper, excellent receiver. He had a little bit of success last week against the Jets, but the Jets have not gone up against a one-two punch like this. Week one, they played Baltimore. We know Baltimore is not a team based around its receivers. As I said, Jets revamped this corner group in the offseason, and they did it for games like this, for teams with dynamic passing attacks. So I think it's going to be a great matchup. I'm excited. Just as a neutral observer, I think you'd have to be excited about this matchup, but it's also a good chance to see where these corners stand up. So let me turn the question to you guys. Where do you guys see the key
3: matchups in this game? Well, you just—I mean, the fact that you just brought up receivers, I'm a receiver guy. So, talking a little Sauce versus Chase. I, I hope there—I hope it's one versus one, literally. I, I hope it's one versus one, and that's it. And, and I don't think that'll be what they do, um, John. do you, do you think they'll they'll follow Chase with with Sauce?
0: I think it will vary based on what down it is okay. the jets that, gotcha. the, the, the jets defense on first and second down you'll see a lot of zone a lot of cover three cover four very conservative looks the jets change it up on third down though then that, that's where you get man coverage that's where you may see sauce move around with chase That's where you may see reed mm-hmm. move along with uh t higgins so i think it depends on, on the situation and they've even said the jets have even said that you know they don't really have one corner shadow or receiver on first or second down but third down things change, and so you're so you're essentially yeah. looking at two different defenses depending on what the situation is.
3: So so I'm excited for that potential huge moments in the game, big third downs, things like that. You know, red zone. The other thing that I'm watching, and and this has obviously been a big topic with Joe Burrow getting sacked 13 times in two games. How do these tackles stand up to non All Pro? Defensive player of the year caliber talents. Micah Parsons was insane. TJ Watt, insane. Carl Lawson's really damn good. No doubt about it, right? We No one knows it more than, than the Bengals and Bengals fans. But Ken Lyle Collins, and he mispracticed Wednesday with a back injury, so we'll see how how he is, where he is. Bengals fans, I did see him walking out um, to, to Wednesday's walkthrough in the morning, so he was in the building walking fine. Hopefully it's just more of a precaution than anything. But he didn't practice. So one, is he healthy enough to go? Two, can he block Carl Lawson? Can Jonah Williams not have those three to four disaster plays that he's had in each of the past couple of weeks? That's a big matchup to me because I think that Jets defensive line is really good. I also think that when you look at who they faced the past couple of weeks in the Steelers and then the Cowboys, that there's no superstar crazy d lineman or defensive end that's that's there that can make you look really really silly or turn you around and and make you dance like lyle collins uh had to dance facing michael
1: parsons not on the edge and and that's the difference for me this week to last week guys is is for the bengals when they have the ball it's the interior this week we're back to it's not cam hayward but quentin williams is a force and and a very very good player John Franklin Myers, he's on the injury report on Wednesday. It doesn't sound like there's major concern that he'll miss the game. A fine player in his own right. So a bit more of a test for the interior this week compared to the Dallas game for the Bengals for sure. But like you said, James, can the tackles stand up against guys that aren't at the top of their position this week and be those adequate tackles that the Bengals have been looking for for Joe Burrow to to bring together an adequate this isn't a high bar we're talking about here, offensive line <laughs> for Joe Burrow. I, yeah. I, I do agree that that the corner matchups are interesting as well. When when the Jets have the ball, I guess I'm the only one excited for for Garrett Wilson out of the out of the lot of us. He was really good in week two. I'm excited to see how uh, how how and where he matches up. Uh, if it is uh, a lot of slot reps again for him, the, the matchup with Mike Hilton will be fun and a strength on strength matchup. I can't go an episode without talking about DJ Reader, guys. DJ Reader, Elijah Vera Tucker in the trenches, talking about nose tackles here on Locked On Bengals, Locked On Jets crossover. Th- that's a fun one. The second year guard for for the Jets, who, who they traded up for, if I remember correctly, right? Coming coming into his own a little bit in year two, getting a, a potential big test if DJ Reader is aligned over the right guard this week.
0: You are correct. They did trade up for Elijah Vera Tucker. And he's off to a pretty good start this year. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like I owe the Jets fan base an apology for not bringing up Garrett Wilson to this point in the show because he was so good last week. Uh he, you know, he the Jets have been waiting forever. I mean, you guys saw it last year, what a difference a receiver can make when he steps into the lineup and is great right away. And listen, I don't think Garrett Wilson's gonna be Jamar Chase. There's only one Jamar Chase out there, but This offense looks so different last week with Garrett Wilson, and it's just amazing how effortlessly he gets open. Not only that, he's pretty good with the ball in his hands. There was a play week one; it was a third and ten or so. He made like two, three guys miss. He almost he was like he had like a couple guys between him and the sticks, and he made them miss. He almost picked up the first down. I think he came up about a half yard short. So, again, Jets fan base, I apologize for not bringing up Garrett Wilson. Jake, I am also excited to see Garrett Wilson in this game.
1: I, and I know James is as a receiver guy as well. I know you are. You you, you got a mute button pressed on your microphone there. I'll let no, you I, I,
3: I I was excited. I was excited about it and uh, picked him up in fantasy in a couple leagues this week. We'll see. Hopefully Garrett Wilson can pay off. It's a little keeper league, so you know I hope Wilson has a a big season. John, what I wanted to hear from you is is you come on and say, oh, he is the next Jamar Chase, and he's going to put up those Jamar Chase like rookie numbers. That would have been the the fun part of it, but we do, and I'm I think it was wise not to do that because it's pretty unfair given the quarterback situation alone in New York. He, that he's, said. He's he's gonna be really good. He's just not gonna be Jamar Chase. Correct. Yes. Which we've a lot of Ohioans have seen him obviously from his Ohio State day. So what we need to do now is make a prediction and discuss this matchup a little bit more. Will the Bengals fall to zero three? Good Lord, didn't think I'd be saying that at this point, or really ever. By the way, they've never been 0-3 in the Joe Burrow era. But first, a word from Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all things pro and college football betting. So maybe you think the Bengals are going to go up to MetLife and get their tail kicked in. And you think Joe Flacco is going to uh, be dancing like it's 2012. And so, yeah, maybe you think that. Or maybe you think that the Bengals are going to get right and, and rebound and recover or maybe you're not touching this game and you want to wager on the Bucks and Packers or any of the other awesome week three matchups. When well, you can do that, you can wager on the college football slate and so much more, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, golf, NBA futures. All you have to do is go to Bet Online right now. I've used them and you should too. BetOnline, where the game starts.
2: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: It's time to get into predictions. Let's see who has a better betting record between John Bushkoa and James Rapine. We've been wrong from the Bengals side of things straight up two weeks in a row as the Bengals were upset in two straight weeks where they were touchdown favorites this week. that not the case. John, let's start with you. Which way do you see this game going after Mike White and these Jets beat the Bengals last year?
0: Well, I'm actually 2-0. Now, I don't know if last week counts because I was going back and forth, and I said, do I pick my head, the Browns, or do I pick my heart, the Jets? And I went with my heart, even though objectively I thought the Browns would win. Last year, I was horrible at this. Uh, you know, This year, by 2-0 record is amazing because last year, I distinctly remember the two games I said the Jets had no shot where the Mike White game against the Bengals and then a game earlier that season against Tennessee where the Jets beat the Titans. Again, it's my heart against my head. Objectively speaking, I think the Bengals have more talent. I look at this Jets offense and there are players who are – really promising we talked about Garrett Wilson Jets have a good running young running back duo in Brees Hall and Michael Carter but I think back to what I've said about the way the struggles the Jets have have had moving the ball on offense with Flacco in there notwithstanding the last two minutes and listen all the credit in the wor- world to Joe Flacco I thought if you told me if you told me he was going to start three games I would have told you the Jets would be 0-3 I just don't know that they're going to have the breaks go their way this week that they got last week. So I think this week I'm going to have to pick with my head. I think Gardner versus uh, Chase is going to be a great matchup. I think Reed versus Higgins is going to be a great matchup. I think I just, but I also don't see I have a lot of respect for this Bengals team. I just don't think you guys are following to zero and three. I, I think it'll be a tight game. I maybe go Bengals 23 jets. 20.
3: Wow. Wow. Um, this is tough because part of me says, well, the Bengals, they're going to get right and get all the way right and do what they should have done last week to a Dallas team. That's good. Not great. They didn't. And so I look at it and I think John's on the money here. I think the Bengals will do enough. I think I'm not going to pick against them right now, but I got to be honest with you, Jake, and this is more for, the Locked On Bengals listeners, if they lose Sunday, I might not pick the Bengals again all year. I might be done picking the Bengals. I might literally pick 14 straight games because they have no business losing to Joe Flacco in 2022. This is supposed to be a team that was mentioned with Bills, Chiefs. Honestly, they're they're playing as bad as – so I think they do enough. I think it's ugly though. I mentioned those 06 teams. Uh, the 2006 Bengals, I mentioned uh, earlier this week on the podcast, I mentioned um, the 2010 Bengals, like let down teams after big years historically. Those teams did have a counter and they did hang on when things were kind of spiraling a little bit early in the season. And so I think the Bengals will find a way to get this one, but it is going to be close. I'll, I'll take the Bengals 27 to 20. Um, they actually get close to my 30-point expectation for them, but they still don't get there, which is going to be a whole other story if they go another week without scoring 30 points.
1: I feel like I've said this the last few weeks. I, I, again, see it being challenging for the Jets to get their offense going. I do think that the Jets have more pieces on offense in some, in some ways than the Cowboys at the skill positions. We've talked about no these doubt. skill guys. We haven't even mentioned uh, last year's rookie Elijah Moore, who was a receiver I really liked. Coming out of the draft last year, Corey Davis on the other side. So there are weapons here, but unlike last week, there's nobody for Joe Flacco to just pick on relentlessly unless it's Eli Apple, which it probably is, as Joe Flacco last week went after Grant Delpit in the Cleveland Browns secondary. The Bengals defense, to me, while they might not have the Miles Garrett, does have the cohesion, especially on the back end, that maybe the Browns are still looking for. At least I, I think that's what's happening to some degree in cleveland but you know last week i didn't see cooper rush going down there and finding 14 points right out of the gate and there is a blueprint here for opposing offenses against luana Rumo's defense especially early and that's that smoke and mirrors has had some success you you find the right misdirection play you find the right time to dial up that reverse that jet sweep that flea flicker and there have been chunks that that tight end screen tight end screens what is it with tight end screens in this team this Uh year C.J. Uzama in a revenge mm-hmm. game plot. I mean, I, I didn't see it the last two weeks. I, I don't see it again on paper. I do think that, you know, I'm done making predictions about this Bengals offense. So Quentin Williams, yeah. we'll see. Carl Lawson, we'll see. Gardner and Reed against this receiving core, we'll see. Because it has been a struggle for this offense to get the details right, for receivers to get separation early in routes for Joe Burrow to process at a high speed, for Joe Burrow to react to flashes in his face for this offensive line to protect. And so at this point with the offense, we're in believe it when we see it mode, but we do have reason to believe that they will bounce back. It's just a matter of how long it will take as they were a bit rocky to start last year as well as Joe Burrow was recovering and getting more confident in his knee. So I can see where both of you are coming from there. Those are just my overall thoughts as it relates to the predictions. Big stories in this game to recap here the Bengals looking to avoid Owen three and not just Owen three, but Owen three against Mitchell Trubisky, Cooper rush and Joe Flacco. If, if before the season you said that was a real possibility for the Cincinnati Bengals, I don't know who would have taken you seriously. And yet here we are in week three of the 2022 NFL season. On the other side, John Joe Flacco looking to keep things right for the Jets says the AFC East may be a little bit open this year although the AFC remains stacked if we're talking about a wild card spot
0: absolutely and really more than anything I think Flacco is trying to keep the team afloat for when Zach Wilson returns now we don't know what we're getting when Zach Wilson steps back into the lineup but as you mentioned I think the Jets have done a good job putting skill players around the quarterback on this team when you're talking about the receivers and I mentioned Brees Hall and Michael Carter the two backs and you know, above all else, I mean, the offense looked functional last week with Flacco in there, and Flacco is still a fairly limited quarterback at this point of his career. But I don't know, guys. I feel like I feel like the Bengals are going to be okay. I mean, I, I I have so much respect for Joe Burrow. I have so much respect for this offense. And the way I view it is every team has a two-game losing streak at some point, so maybe you guys just got yours out of the way early. And whenever you go on to listen – You're talking to the king of going through losing streaks in the NFL. So let me, I'll I'll try and, you know, calm you guys a little bit. It always feels hopeless when you're, when you play badly back to back weeks, but all it takes is, you know, one game to turn things around. Now, I hope it's not this week, but (laughs) I feel like you guys will get, you guys will get things straight at some point this year.
1: You know who doesn't have two game losing streaks? The, the Bills. Did the Bills lose two games in a row last year? I don't know. I guess I should fact check myself before I say something like that, but they feel unstoppable right now. James, go ahead.
3: Well, first, uh, this to me, is Joe Burrow going to be that bad again? Like even if Quentin Williams is really good or Carl Lawson makes it hard on him, I just think Burrow's going to play better. He was was confident today and even off the record, confident talking to him. So that's kind of what I come back to in you were naming the quarterbacks. And it's like, yeah, in 2022, Joe Flacco or Joe Burrow. And, and so if it comes down to that, if Sauce plays great and Carl Lawson gives this offensive line all it can handle and all of those things, uh, Joe Burrow, Joe Flacco, even if it's on the road, it may come down to the wire, it may be closer than I just said, but that's that's got to be the difference and that should be the difference in got-to-have-it type games. And this, to me, is a got-to-have-it game for the Bengals. Because if you drop to 0-3, then we're talking, yeah, Jets wild card, and we're also talking, yeah, Bengals, five hundred can't be five hundred anymore. You, you're going to get the eight and nine because you, you certainly aren't going playoff. There's been six teams that have started zero and three that have gone to the playoffs. Six. That's but not I, many. That's low.
0: I noticed the reverse dynamics from last year because we did this right before the Jets and Bengals played last year, and the Bengals were coming off that great win against Baltimore. The Jets were coming in with one game, and I was down, and you guys were trying to cheer me up, so. Guys, I'll do my best. I really do think the Bengals are going to figure it out this year.
1: You know, I, I just, I just am done playing the quarterback, the better quarterback wins game this year because we've seen this year to me in in a huge way for the Bengals. Football has availed itself as the ultimate team sport, and it's come down to mistakes and and plays across the board, and not just a quarterback position. And also, uh, one correction: the Bills did lose two in a row last year. So, I in
3: Mitch Trubisky, in Mitch Trubisky outplayed Burrow week one. I mean. Yeah. Burrow was bad.
1: He did. You but, know, but I like, mean, that's, you, you can't have that right. That, and it is more than just Burrow is, is all I'm saying. It is. Oh, for sure. It's all very much to be 22 guys on the field and all it, of them matter.
3: And last thing, if the Bengals get off to a slow start again this week and that crowd gets into it, like they did last week in Dallas, it, that is so hard to overcome and uh Th- that'll be the key. Like, I, John, I may flip my confidence very quickly if the Bengals go down and score right away because yeah. then they're, they're going to play with a lead for the first time this year, this year, yeah. this year. Oh, my God. Yeah, they
1: haven't had a lead. Ugh. What a, Absolutely what a crazy time. Yeah. We'll,
3: yeah,
1: guys, we'll see good. what happens. Go ahead, John.
0: I was going to say, look who you're talking to. I, if, if there's anybody who can commiserate with bad football, you're talking to them.
1: Well, hopefully we're treated to a good football game, at least on Sunday between these teams, or maybe fans of each respective team are hoping for a bad game. That's a blowout in their favor. I don't know what you're <laughs> hoping for. If you're listening to this episode, I like watching football. That's high quality personally, but we will have you covered John Butchko on locked on jets, Jake Lisco myself and James Rapine on locked on Bengals. We'll have your pregame episodes ready to go. We'll have your postgame episodes coming out on Sunday Until then, thanks for listening to this episode of the Locked Locked On NFL Crossover Thursday, Bengals-Jets, Week 3.
2: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.